going? Absolutely splendid. How about you? I'm all right, eh? Very it's nice and sunny this week. I feel like everybody is bouncing around, getting outside, getting in the sunshine. It's the best feeling in the entire world. Blue skies just make like that, don't they? Oh my goodness, yeah. We were literally talking on our walk this morning, which has been the best part of my day every single day this week. We've been going mm. out for like 45 minutes to an hour walk with Red Joe in the morning and it is so nice with the blue sky. We're going to lose an hour next weekend though, aren't we? So it'll go back a little bit again. That's all right. We can manage I that challenge. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's been the best part of my day because mm. it's just been daylight and so nice. It's just amazing. It definitely makes life easier when you wake up and it's already pretty much going lighter yeah. and then you're outside and it's already light. It was light this morning when I woke up. Madness. It's just heaven do you know what isn't it weird how like we live in a country where like the darkness makes us so unhappy mm. well not all of us some people love it i i don't like uh, i decide like oh we were literally great. talking this morning about how yeah. we could move to a different country for winter <laughs> people do that they're called are they called is it like a, a sun seeker or a sun chaser or something like that i don't know where you I literally you you just hop from place to place because obviously it's summer in a, a different time in each country, like in Australia, just live half your life it's summer at Christmas, isn't it? Mm. So what they do is they just kind of live wherever it's summer, and then I mean I'm assuming these people have got a little bit of money, <laughs> yeah. but even so, I bet there's someone doing it on a budget. Well, that's why I said like I'm sure you can get to Amsterdam really cheap, and then like <laughs> yeah. I feel like Amsterdam's probably got the same weather as us in winter though. I mean you're going for Europe, Jen, so yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it's not going to be a million miles away. I, I was thinking further afield. Mm, not yeah. quite the moon, but you know what I mean? Like going a little bit further away than Amsterdam. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would I love to go. It'd just be dead easy. I mean, it'd be nice. We'll put it on the list of trips. Okay. Yeah. We should anyway, get to We're going to have to work out how we can travel around the world forever mm. whilst obviously wanting to maybe, you know, create a family and still do our job, <laughs> have a dog, and record a podcast every week. <laughs> We should go on mini moon to Amsterdam because all the Christmas markets will be out. Oh, that's a good point. Mini moon in Dan. Days. Decision just made. making just making some decisions yeah. on the podcast. Tune in next week for when we start out next week's problems as well. <laughs> I've been I've been searching for where we can go for weeks. Just so you know, this isn't a podcast for you lot anymore. It's just for me and Jen. Just, <laughs> just to have conversations and sort stuff out so that we know what we're doing next week and in December by the sounds of things. <laughs> So um, feel free if you don't want to tune in anymore. It's all good because you're not going to gain any benefit other than finding out what me and Jen are up to. Maybe they'll like that. I like finding out what other people are doing. Really? Yeah. So we shouldn't I'm do... just nosy, aren't I? I think that's why I like dating programmes. No, that's mm. I'm a sucker for a good love story. That's why I like dating programmes. There's many reasons why we like dating programmes. We evaluate everything that's going on. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Picking holes in I think situations. We're absolute relationship experts, don't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think I'm an expert in everything when I've seen it on TV. I'm like, I know, I know, I'm an expert. I'm 100 percent an expert. I'm not I'm far from it. <laughs> anyway, hopefully, I am an expert in what we're going to be chatting about today: online coaching. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I know what I'm doing with this bit. Do you know what we? I feel like we've had loads of questions recently of people who've come from like very often the people we we work with have come from like Slimming World, Weight Watchers, just general diet and. I think it's really difficult to understand how online coaching is any different to that. And I think people can't necessarily get their heads around the the kind of differences between the two, can they? And which is totally understandable because if you've never had an online coach or um, done anything like that before, then it is the bit of the unknown. And if you look at any of our um, 
client videos on Instagram, you'll see that a lot of them had like the same misconception before coming into online mm. coaching, didn't they? Yeah, it's a little bit like trying a boiled egg and saying that you just don't like any eggs. Well, there's so many different variations mm. that you just don't know about the other variations. You might love scrambled, you might really like fried, you might love poached, but poached. you just don't like boiled. And that's fine. And the reason I'm telling you that is because the goal of this episode isn't to push everybody in one direction and put you into a corner and say, this is the best thing to do. It's just to give you an insight, give you an idea of why it's different, how it's different and how it looks ultimately. Yeah, because I think I think that is the big thing. And the amount of times clients have said to us like, oh, we didn't realise like you did all this. Mm, so yeah. I suppose this is just us kind of giving you an insight into what, um, like I know obviously this is just an insight into our online coaching and we we've got friends who are absolutely amazing coaches and do it slightly different to us they're not as good as us <laughs> um no but they might be the right fit for you and and that's okay because we always want the person we always want people to get the correct support and help that's right for them and we're not always that person are we no but on that note of um, support i think one of the biggest misconceptions that people do have when it comes to online coaching and we hear this I would say, honestly, 90 to 95% of people say this within the first 24 hours, mm. never mind the first few weeks, is that they genuinely thought that they were just going to have a meal plan and an exercise plan chucked at them. So we was going to basically take them on board and go, right, here's your training plan, go do that. Here's your meal plan, go and eat that food, uh, see you in X amount of time. You know, Speak to you in a week, let me know how you're getting on. Speak to you in two months, let me know how you've been. And that, that was going to be it. And I'll be honest with you, that's something that really shocked me because I wasn't expecting that to be a thing that people thought. I genuinely wasn't. I'll be completely honest. I didn't think people would think that that is what it would be. But what I think we've learned is that there are so many online coaches and so many PTs who literally just do that mm. and charge quite a lot of money, by the way. And the, the level of support and the level of communication is virtually near uh, zero. And... It's not even, to be honest, that's not even the worst part. It's the fact that that's all you're getting. Like, go and follow this. And do you know what? I don't want you to go looking for them, but you could probably find that meal plan on Google Images. Like, if you type on Google, I said don't go looking, but go and do it just for proof. Go into Google, type in meal plan. I guarantee there'll be one there. Mm-hmm. You, like, there's no benefit to them, and they're genuinely selling them. Same with an exercise plan. Here's your exercise plan. Go Maybe do it. We should do a podcast on why meal plans don't work. Yeah, tune in next week for why meal plans don't work. But <laughs> the, it's just, I think the big thing we wanted to say is that we now understand why it's a misconception and mm-hmm. it's simply just because unfortunately there's a good percentage of the industry who are literally just doing that just giving you that yeah and i think that's exactly what we didn't want to be because that's why probably you listening based on the fact that you've probably come from our instagram so you've seen our content and probably related to it you have probably tried all of the diets under the sun at least one and it's not worked. And the main reason why it doesn't work is because it, it doesn't take into account you. So we've kind of broken down what online coaching is into kind of five different areas, I suppose. Is it five? I think so. Yeah. Um, into five different areas. And the first one is understanding. Because I don't... Th- I think that one of the main problems is, like Phil said, whatever you've done in the past when people just give you things to use is the fact that doesn't really take into account some of the things that we're going to talk about now but um that's why it doesn't work often because you can't make it fit into your lifestyle so i think the big thing for us with this understanding is understanding you as like a whole so like really really getting to know and this is why we have like um 
we have a call before you even sign up we have a call when you sorry when you fill in a huge form then we have another call so we've by the time um you actually start you've had two really in-depth calls and then filled in a really in-depth form and the, the the reason why we do that is so that we can really 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 understand you your life, your job, your habits, your family situation, your struggles, and where you're currently at on your journey. We literally can basically understand what you do from when you wake up to when you go to sleep so that we um, are able to do the next bit. That sounds a little bit creepy, that, doesn't it? What? We know everything about you from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. <laughs> but, no, it's super important because that then allows us to bring us to pillar number two, which is individuality. Because... What we're huge on is ensuring that everything that we do is tailored to you and you only. And I think the best way I can think to describe this is if I was to coach you right now, I mean, maybe I do coach you, you might be a client listening in. Um, but if, if I was to start coaching you right now and you used to try and take all of that information and just give it to someone else, it wouldn't work. Mm. Because there's no benefit to anybody else doing what you're doing because what you're doing is based on you as a human being. So we understand you pass this through the food and exercise. We look at things like sleep quality, the relationship you have with food, your physical and mental health, um, the relationship you have with yourself, time management, organisation, anything that could impact you at all, we will look at. And being completely honest, there'll be a number of people that we work with who don't need to work on every single tiny little thing. But we're human beings, we can always get better. There's always a way in which we can improve something. And so it's super important that we take this really, really holistic approach because it allows us then to have an impact on absolutely everything about you. And only then, once we've got all of that information, do we then start to build a plan. Because if we try to do anything before then, there's no benefit whatsoever. We're just throwing things at the wall and hoping it sticks. Mm. But if we can actually tailor it to you as an individual, as Jen said, your life, your job, your habits, your family situation, your struggles, where you're currently at, and we look at things like your past history, food and exercise, your sleep, your relationship with food, your physical and mental health, your relationship with yourself, time management, organisation, just to name a few, by the way, you're then going to get a bigger, quicker, and much more appropriate result that you actually want, rather than someone saying, here's a meal plan, here's an exercise mm-hmm. plan, see you in a bit. I think the big thing for us as well is we want to make it easy for you, because like everything that you've done in the past, you've had to make it fit into your lifestyle, whereas what we do by going about it the other way is we make it fit into your lifestyle so that your life then becomes easier. So that it doesn't feel like that you've got something else to add on to your list because that is what diets feel like. Just another thing to think about when you're already feeling stressed, overwhelmed, busy, no time. Like that's why things don't work, which is why we we have people come to us and say, like, what do you actually do? And it's like, well, it's, it's really difficult to tell you because we have, like, overarching values that all our team work under, but everybody's plan looks a little bit different because everybody is working on on what's right for them in that moment because it, it's really important that we kind of meet you where you're at. And I think that's the, the big thing, that, that it's where you're at, nobody else. And then what we do is that third pillar is curiosity. So we get really curious. Now, what we've found with a lot of people in the past is that there's been real judgment, particularly around food choices from things you've done in the past. Like, why did you do that? You've not been on plan. You've not done this. Like, real quite blaming. You're just not judging. trying hard enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Stop shouting at me. <laughs> yeah. And, and often that's largely out of your control or not your fault or things that... 
things are happening that you're not even aware of or whatever it may be but we basically start to get really curious about that we think about what is leaving you reaching for food at the moment what why do you eat what you eat why do you struggle with motivation and energy what's leading to your decision making we get really really curious on you and your habits and your behaviors and your thoughts and your decisions and we start to unpick all of that because ultimately that is the thing that often when we do a diet we push all that down and cover it up for a little bit Mm. and then that's that thing that pops right back up when things are getting more challenging and more difficult because we're, we're just kind of pushing down our coping strategies so we start to unpick a lot of that and, and start to replace things and start to make some small tweaks and just really understand yourself, basically. And like one of our values at Lift, Learning, Lift, Learn and Burn is knowing your mind and body better than you've ever done before because that's a really, really important part of your journey. And by becoming curious or judgmental, we can start to do that and start to really understand ourselves on that deeper level. I think it's really important to mention as well that it's, it's not that we don't care about what you eat, because we do, because that has yeah. an impact on you, your energy, your life in general, of course it does. But we just care that little bit more about why you eat what you eat, because mm. that's what's going to have an impact on how you feel, how you move, the decision that you then make next and the way in which you speak to yourself. So it's just understanding that, yes, we are going to have an impact on the food you eat, but we're probably going to have a bigger impact on how you feel about the foods that you eat, mm-hmm. which will then have an impact on the foods that you eat. So it's that spiral, um, but that positive spiral that we can get into. And then the next pillar is support. And this is something that I think since we've started, we've grown and grown and grown and grown and grown, got better, more consistent, more frequent, um, and just generally more touch points throughout the week. Because ultimately what we've learned in our experience is that weight loss, changing your body, changing your mind, uh, making any kind of progress is all simply just problem solving that's Mm. all it is no matter which way we look at things if there's a problem by default there's a solution and so therefore that's all we're looking to do solve problems so for us our level of support is trying to give you as much as physically possible so that we can take each challenge and add to your coping toolkit so that every time something comes up you know how to deal with it and that's a really blunt way of looking at it but sometimes it's as simple as that it's you coming up against a challenge, not really knowing what to do, us chatting to you about it, you learning about, right, well, next time that happens, this is what I'm going to do. And the next time it happens, that's what you do. And if it's all right. And like, it sounds really easy, but that's how we like to work things. I honestly, like, I think that what's the point in having a coach if everything's hunky-dory all the time? Mm. Like, you don't learn anything. And I think this is why people have that kind of, it goes back to the all or nothing, the on it, off it mindset of like, well we we need to be like doing a really good job and like everything needs to be right and I'm like nah everything needs to be wrong for you to get a coach (laughs) like learn learn about those times learn about what's going wrong learn about explore with with the coach that you work with explore with them like why things are going well and then when things get tricky figure out why things aren't going so well and put in the the strategies to get yourself bouncing back a lot quicker because it's all about bounce back like we're always going to have times where things don't go to plan but if we have got that bounce back plan and we can find ways to get back to where we want to be then that's going to be really that's the real main thing isn't it because like life always throws us those challenges so like as coaches, we're just giving you that armour to get through them and understand 
what you need to do when. And I suppose that goes into the final one, um, the final pillar of removing overwhelm. Because there are times, like we said before, there are times when other things in life take priority. And what we often do at that point is switch off anything to do with us and looking after ourselves or our health. Now, the the one thing that, that we help um, people do is to understand actually, okay, yeah, we can't do all of that right now, but that doesn't mean we need to turn everything off. We just, you might've heard us talking about this on previous podcasts with the dials, like social dial going up, life dial going up, um, health dial maybe goes down a little bit, but that doesn't mean it goes completely off. And understanding how we become really flexible with our expectations when everything else is feeling overwhelming and how we can manage that is is another really really vital part for making those lasting changes because like we said like there are going to be overwhelming times of life where other things are taking priority but it's about finding those minimums so that we're not just switching off and I think that is probably where the most learning and the most growth comes with a lot of our clients isn't it yeah 100 because a lot of people come to us with that all or nothing mindset and i think it's important for us to then develop strategies for when you feel like you want to do nothing so on those days weeks months where you would literally do absolutely nothing in the past it's looking all right what's the absolute minimum we can actually do because usually it's more than nothing and then it's knowing that we actually don't need to do all like we didn't actually mm. need to do that much and it's often the all mindset that leads to the nothing mindset yeah. that then leads to the all mindset and it's it's that messy middle it's such a hard place to be balance isn't it because it isn't sexy on social media balance like you can you talk about balance it's boring but you talk mm. about like eight week shred and it's like oh it's exciting mm. but that eight week shred is what's causing us to be completely unbalanced in life so our goal is to work out how we can ensure that life goes incredibly well for you like physically and mentally you're in the best position possible that you've ever been in before and it's always less than all and always more than nothing. And it's helping you to find that balance, which is super important for, for life and you being at your absolute best. Exactly. So I suppose that is an insight into our coaching, but we know a lot of coaches who work quite similar to us. Quite. Right. There's a lot of coaches that work very, very differently to us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, very. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to talk I, about that. I'd say a large percentage of the coaching industry works very differently to us. <laughs> Don't like them. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, but um, hopefully that gives you a little bit more of an insight into how coaching is not just a diet, a meal plan, exercise. It is... Depending on who you work with. Might depending on who you work on. with, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think if you're looking for a coach, be asking those questions when you're speaking to the coach. Like, find out whether it, what kind of support you get, what on a week-to-week basis, what what, what the programme looks like. Is, is it just kind of like um, a calorie goal and a step target and a, and a workout plan? Or have you got that additional support? Have you got that lifestyle support and I think that will then help you make an informed decision if it's something that you've been thinking about rather than just um because I think a lot of people want to move away from the dieting but don't understand how that that kind of diet culture mindset should I say it would understand how to make that happen so I think ultimately the big question is if you go and working with a coach why not us <laughs> there's the question I want to ask why not why, why are you going with someone else what are you playing at what do you think you're doing Working with someone else, terrible idea. <laughs> that's the, that's the biggest good. telling off you're ever going to get from me. <laughs> we are pretty good though. Class. Just saying. Right, Jen, do you want to put me on the spot? Yeah, I made my question up this week. 
I'll make a moment. Oh, right, I see what you mean now, yeah. So you've thought of it. You've I literally like thought question. of it. Like, sometimes I go on a website to try and look for I questions. made mine up the other week, didn't I? About, like, fur and Yeah, but it scales. didn't go so well. So. Oh, that one. That yeah. one was good. Yeah, I like that one. Good. Right, are you ready for this? No. That's why it's an on the spot <laughs> This gives question. you an insight into my mind. Oh, no. If you could swap the head of one animal onto the body of another, what would you swap and what would you call it? Oh, great question. Thanks. I would. What head do I really like on an animal? Quite like a dog's head. Reggie's head's great, isn't it? <laughs> He's got a cute head. Yeah. His body's great as well, though. I can't really swap Reggie's head and Reggie's body. That's just Reggie, isn't it? No. I would uh, swap a... Oh, what animals? Do you know what? I love animals, but I'm not an animal person. So, like, when someone says that, what's your favourite animal? I'm like, um, I think it's a dog. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm probably bland. I'm not like, you know, people are like, oh, I love velociraptors. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I do. Um, I would swap the body of a kangaroo. Oh, fun. Because it'd be good for getting about in. Can I be this animal? Was that part of the question? I know. Did I question, make that bit up? Yeah. All oh, right, I thought I was becoming the animal. Um, <laughs> Right, so I just thought it'd be good to get about if you was hopping about all over the place. And you've got a really great pocket to put stuff page. in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, does anybody use the hoodie pocket? You know that pocket on a hoodie? Such we, a silly pocket. It is a silly pocket because sometimes I put my phone in it and it just weighs it down. Mm. And then you just end up with this big droopy patch on your pocket, don't I just you? think it's, yeah, it's just a weird place for a pocket. Maybe a tissue. A Something tissue. light. A tissue. A pen. Yeah, one pen. No book, so you've no reason for a pen. Um, anyway, sorry, slight tangent, but you can see where I got the kangaroo and hoodie reference from. So I would have the kangaroo's body and I would have the head of a cockapoo. Because <laughs> Reggie's cute and it'd be cool to watch him hop about. And I would he call already it... hops about. It's called the bunny dog. No, I'd call it cockaroo. Cockaroo? Yeah. <laughs> Or kangapoo. 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 Kangapoo cockaroo. But that does that not disregard the cocker or the poodle? Because he's called a cockapoo for a reason. Because he's cocker and he's poodle. So you're not suggesting it's a poodle cross. So it'd be a cockapoo. 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 Yeah, that'll do, won't it? There's a cocker spaniel, a poodle, and a kangaroo. A cockapoo. Yeah, I like that. I don't think we can actually go and do this. I think that uh, animal rights would be way against this idea. Yeah, it was a fun question though, isn't it? It was a fun question, yeah. Thank to be you. fair, yeah. I, re- I mean, to be fair, they're covered in scales or fur. Also, animal rights won't lie that either. Why are all our questions about animals? <laughs> animals are fun to talk about. Yeah, I've never thought of that, though. I'm not really an animal person, though. Yeah, but they're interesting. Do you think? Yeah, like, I used to watch quite a lot of, like, David Attenborough-type programmes with my dad and stuff. Hmm. And, like, he watches loads more, but, like, people probably won't know because they're a bit more obscure. But, like, I really, I get really fascinated by, like, animals' habits and behaviour. I basically love habits and behaviours mm. in all forms. Animals. Well, we are animals, aren't we? We are. We are yeah. all animals. Yes. On this big floating ball of fire going through. We're not fire. Uh, floating ball of rock <laughs> around the big ball of fire. <laughs> What a strange life. It's a really, really strange concept. All very complex, aren't we? Yeah. What right. planet would you live on if you weren't living on Earth? None of them, because none of them that are habitable. No, but if you could. Habitable. Is that habitable. the word? Habitable. 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 Uh, none of them can habitat a human. <laughs> Which if I one? could. Yeah. Oh, moon. Love cheese, don't I? Loads of it are. <laughs> Best place to be. It looked like cheese last night, didn't mm, it? Wensleydale. Wensleydale. Mm. It did. No, it looked nothing like cheese, but I know what you mean. Like, I could see the craters and that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'd live on Saturn. Why? Well, it's got the rings, hasn't it? If you I could like sit it. on the rings and travel around Saturn. If you like it, you should put a ring on it. You did? I did. I did, I did. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, it was like a proper realisation. Yeah, I forgot. 
in their mum every day by shoving it in my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think I would live on the moon. Is that a planet? It's not a planet. What is it? Well, it's, it's a moon, does <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I would therefore live on Mars. Warm, innit? Mars. Oh, it'd be warm. Yeah, right near the sun, isn't it? Is it? Is that why it's so hot? Uh, that would make sense. one of the close. I think it might be the closest one. I can't remember the little rhyme. Um... It's something about jam sandwiches. It's not Richard of York. Oh no, that's the colour of the no, rainbow, isn't it? No, Rich, Richard of York. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, yeah. violet. Um, Order of the planets. Plants, I've just put plants. Order of the planets. Order of the plants. The lesser known Harry Potter film. <laughs> that's not the right order. Oh no, it's Mercury first. I knew it was an M. Uh, Mercury's first? That Mercury's My cold. very easy method. Oh, Mercury, Venus, jam. Earth. My very easy method, I can't remember it, the the little acronym. Anyway. Right, well, that's a boring conversation, isn't yeah. it? I'm glad you stayed tuned for this bit. <laughs> right, we appreciate you. You're all fantastic. And do you know what would make you a little bit more fantastico? Just let us have a little review or a rating at the bottom and then you shared it to someone else. That'd be blooming fantastic. That'd be dead good, that, thanks. Of the best week you've ever had in your entire life. I hope the sun's still shining. See you later. Bye.